Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. You've heard me say this before, if you have never been through anything, you only think God is good. But if you've been through something, you know God is good and you know that he is faithful. One of the funerals this past Tuesday that I was honored to officiate was a dear lady that loved God and loved others. Isn't that interesting? She loved God and loved others. A relative of hers tagged our church on our Facebook saying, it was the happiest funeral I have ever been to. And I thought, you know, as believers, we don't mourn as those that have no hope. And you know what? It was sad. It wasn't silly. We're not silly at funerals. But there is a degree of joy when we know that the person lived a life pleasing to the Lord. She loved God and loved others. And that we could celebrate her life and celebrate eternal life together. I thought it interesting and I thought it a good witness that someone thought that's the happiest funeral. I think that's what God wants us to understand that uh, death is not eternal. Life is eternal. That death is not coming to get us. Life is coming to get us as believers. We have the complete wrong idea if we think the grim reaper is after us. The grim reaper has been defeated on the cross. And when Jesus rose again, death was defeated for all believers. And so death is not coming to get us. Life is coming to get us, eternal life. So we shared these thoughts at the funeral. The obituary of this dear lady had a key phrase in it that said she was a kind soul. I thought, wow, how simple and yet how powerful. And if there's anything we need in our world today, it's kindness. It's kindness. How simple, how powerful to be kind to one another. Woody Guthrie said this, any fool can make something complicated. It takes a genius to make it simple. And God made living life for him not easy, but simple. Love God love others, and today we're going to focus on being kind to one another. I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks talking about kindness. This morning we'll be emphasizing more attitude, and then next week more action, because it has to come together, the attitude of kindness with the action, for it to really be kind. We can have a feeling of wanting to do something, but unless we do it, it doesn't complete the process. Kindness is one of those words that we know what it is when we see it, but it might be hard to define. And so I found some people uh, with definitions of kindness. One person writes, it's the grace which pervades the whole nature, mellowing all which would be harsh and rigid. Someone else said, the steadfast love that maintains relationships through gracious aid, meaning not deserved through difficult times. It's an attitude that leads us to do good to others. One last one here says helpfulness to others prompted by an experience of God's redemptive love. Jack Hayford calls it this. It's goodness in action. It's sweetness of disposition. It's gentleness in dealing with others, benevolence, kindness, affability. The word describes the ability to act for the welfare of those taxing our patience. Kindness is not just being kind to others that are kind to us. 
which we'll talk about. The Holy Spirit, because kindness is a fruit of the Spirit, removes the abrasive qualities from the character of the one who's under his control. I like this one, William Wordsworth. His sister had a, a simple and practical definition of kindness. Be, be nice to one another. Be nice to one another. We were talking this morning about some of the stores that we visit and how rude people are and maybe becoming ruder. Ruder? That, that's a word, right? Ruder? More rude? Just nasty. Sometimes people can just be nasty. Uh, running over children to get to the sale or whatever, you know. Isn't it something simple and yet profound that we need to just be kind to one another, and not just fellow believers, but to everyone that we encounter. Be kind to them. Just be nice to one another. Say nice things to one another. My definition is something like this. It's concern for others proved by our actions. Concern for others proved by our actions. It's the opposite. Sometimes it's easy to define a word by sharing its opposite. It's the opposite of being mean, being mean to others. Kindness kindness. We can have concern, that's a feeling, but without actually helping others, that's not truly kindness. Now, kindness is a trait that's mentioned throughout Scripture, and kindness begins with God. So I'm going to use Old Testament, New Testament Scripture. In the Old Testament, Jeremiah 9.24 says, but let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness. Isn't that interesting? God describes himself as the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. In these I delight, declares the, war, the, the Lord. If we just take that one phrase, certainly justice and righteousness are part of God's character and nature, but our focus today is on kindness. God delights in being kind to people. Isn't that interesting? If you don't know that God, you don't know the God of Scripture. If you think that the God of Scripture is in heaven sitting on his throne as a grumpy old grandfather waiting for you to make a mistake so he can throw lightning bolts at you, you don't know the God of Scripture. The God of Scripture is the one that, that uh, revels in sharing kindness to those that least deserve it that's excited, that delights in being kind to people that least deserve it. That's the God of Scripture. In the New Testament, it says this in Titus 3, 4, and 5, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, when the kindness and love of God, what was Jesus' appearance on earth? It was an act of kindness to the people of earth. When Jesus came, did the people deserve, deserve it? No. Do we deserve it now? No, it's an act of kindness when Jesus came. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us not because we are good, but because he is good. Kindness and acting towards others begins with an attitude. If we have the wrong attitude, we'll ultimately have the wrong action. And so God is kind to us. Therefore, we must be kind to others. In Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another. Can you even imagine what that would be like? 
Obviously, in this sinful and fallen world, we're never going to reach complete kindness and compassion, but wouldn't it be kind of neat if the church of Jesus Christ focused on kindness and compassion? Wouldn't that be great if the people of God that are to represent God here on earth would focus on kindness and compassion instead of being critical and filled with contempt towards those that don't believe the same way we do? Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be something if the billions of people that call themselves followers of Jesus Christ, wouldn't it be something if the hundreds of people that call Hope Assembly their church would be kind and compassionate in these times when it's so desperately needed? What's the will of God for your life? I'm not so sure he cares as much about your occupation as he cares about your attitude and your actions towards others. What's the will of God in your life? Be kind. Be compassionate. Forgive one another. What an impact and what a difference that will make. I always get the idea of forgiveness when we incorporate forgiveness into things of when Stephen was stoned. You know the story. Acts chapter 8. He was stoned, and who was overseeing everything? Saul, Paul. I don't think Saul, Paul ever got it out of his mind that when Stephen was dying through no fault of his own, he said, Father, in the sense, forgive them. In the words of Jesus, for they know not what they do. I think Paul was standing there, and when he saw the kindness and the love of God exemplified through Stephen's martyrdom, I think it was the beginning of a transformation in his life. Who was more hateful than Saul Paul? He thought he was religious. He thought he had it all together, and yet he was filled with hatred to the point that he oversaw the death of people that just believed a certain way, in the way. What broke through? The kindness and the love of God. It's kindness that leads others to God in Romans chapter 3. We must have this same attitude. Do I deserve God's kindness? No. Did I earn it? No. And so because we don't deserve it and didn't earn it, we must be kind to others in our lives that don't deserve it and haven't earned it. Do you know it's easier to be kind to a stranger than someone you live with sometimes or someone that you know well or that family member that really irritates you? Do you have any? Of the, oh, no, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. And don't say their name, even under your mask, the Lord can hear. Those are the people we need to be kind to. It's easy to help a stranger that their tire is flat and you go and help them. You never see them again. You don't know whether they're a nice person, bad person, mean person, or anything, a stranger. But how about being kind to those that we know? How about being kind and compassionate to those we know their flaws, we know their failings? That's what God calls us to do. People don't always deserve it. I don't deserve it either. And what I've found in life is that those who are sometimes the meanest and the nastiest people are the ones that need kindness the most. How did they get to be so mean and nasty? Something happened in their life that hurt them. Somewhere along the line, they decided that they were not going to put themselves out there anymore that they were instead going to push people away instead of welcome people into their lives. 
Something happened in their life that made them so mean and so nasty. And what can break through that? Kindness and compassion can do more than anything you say to them. Living this life of being a Christ follower, living it, can make a bigger impact than anything you say because you can say a lot of right things and then do a lot of wrong things and whatever you said is wiped off the slate. You don't have to be a public speaker to be able to be kind and to make an impact on other people's lives. God has told us what to do and what not to do and we've often chosen to do what was wrong anyhow, but God rushes to us in kindness. We had a swing set in the back of our house when the kids were young. And I don't know that this example happened exactly the way that it, that it is, but, but, but just stay with me and play this out in your mind. All kids, when they're on the swings, they want to go higher than what they necessarily should. I remember the old school swings that when you would go high, they would move like the, the legs would go up. Does anybody remember that? And every kid wants to go high to get those legs. And the parents sitting by going, don't go so high. You're going to fall and you're going to get hurt. And does the kid usually say, oh, you're right, mother and father. I will follow your command. No, the kid waits till you turn around and then they go higher. And you catch them because you're not as dumb as they think you are. And, they, and then, they, then they go higher and they fall. Now, what does a parent do? Does a parent say, you deserve it. Stay there and suffer. Not a good parent. A good parent, even though that child didn't listen and there were consequences to that disobedience, a good parent runs to them, checks on them, hugs them, tends and mends their wounds. That's what I want you to see in our heavenly father. Even though he told us not to and we did, and we've fallen and we've failed, our Heavenly Father runs to us to show us kindness and mercy. Why do we show people that, that don't deserve our kindness? Why do we show them kindness? Because God showed us kindness even though we don't deserve it. We fell off the swing multiple times. And yet the Father rushes to us to love us and to show us kindness. So how do we live this out? I've, let me give you a couple action points here. And I, I broke it down into PACT, P-A-C-T. First of all, pray. I know, pray. Every preacher says pray, every pray. You know what I've found? Prayer actually works. It's the craziest thing. Craziest thing. That God Almighty that created the universe, that holds everything together, he actually listens and responds when we pray. Why does he? Because that's the principle he established. If you pray, God will work. Your prayers are effective if you pray. Whoever that person is in your life that's so hard to show kindness to, they're the one you need to pray for. And I'm going to recommend to you, because some of you might be thinking of a name right now. If they're sitting next to you, give them an out. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not looking at John and Ardella for a reason, just that I've missed you. And I'm glad you're able to sit in your regular seat and it wasn't roped off for you. Isn't that kind? 
Isn't that kind of me? Who in your life needs kindness? Take them to the Lord in prayer by name. By name. That's the P part. And then act. Act on that kindness. Don't just think, well, I should be kind to that person. Actually do something. Pray that God would open a door of kindness and then march through that door. What holds us back sometimes? I don't want to get into all this. I want to finish up. Next week, I'll, I'll cover it. What holds us back sometimes from being kind? Sometimes it's our attitude, but a lot of times it's just fear. What if they reject my act of kindness? Well, I know someone who was rejected, and yet he loved anyhow. See, he's our example. He's our example in that. Pray and then act. Find someone to be kind to this week. And then thank the Lord for that opportunity to be kind, to share the love of God with someone. All right, let me finish up. There's a story I read just this week, didn't know this, heard, never heard of it. Have you heard of Corey Ten Boone? She had a cousin named Peter that was part of the Ten Boone family. They provided a safe house in Harlem, the Netherlands, to which Jewish people escaped during the Nazi occupation. Peter and others extricated hundreds of Jewish children from orphanage ahead of the SS troops who were collecting them to ship to concentration camps. Peter also played the organ in a country church. Though it was forbidden by German decree, by Nazi decree, one Sunday Peter pulled out all the stops and played the Dutch national anthem as a rallying point, even though it was for forbidden. And while shocked, the churchgoers all stood and sang the words together. For this act of defiance, Peter, who was only 16 at the time, was sent to prison. After the war, Peter went around the world with the same message as his famous aunt, that forgiveness is the only answer to hatred. In Israel, on one of his tours, he was felled by a heart attack. Now listen to this. Prompt surgery was essential to save his life. The cardiologist spoke to, with his patient before the operation, and he said, I looked at your chart and saw that your name was Ten Boom. Are you by any chance related to the Ten Booms that helped Jewish children escape? Peter said, yes, that's my family. The doctor replied, I'm one of those babies that your family saved. Kindness. Kindness makes a difference in people's lives. And not just in this life, but for all eternity. Maybe that person in your life that's so hardened because of the pain they've experienced. Maybe someone needs to take a step of faith and be kind to them. Not because they deserve it, because we don't deserve it. But be kind to them because God has been so kind to us. I believe with all my heart, whether you're listening in the cafe, in the social hall, or in the sanctuary, there is someone in your life this week that needs an act of kindness. They're hurting, they're struggling, they're upset, they're angry, they're fearful. They need someone to show them the love of God 
And I'm telling you today, that person is you. It's not someone else. Stop praying, oh, God, send someone else. And start praying, God, use me. You want to experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Then take a step of faith and act in kindness towards someone, and you'll sense and feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. If we reserve the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, if we reserve it for the sanctuary, then we've missed what God wants to accomplish. He gives us his presence here so that we can go back out into the world and be his presence there. We're his hands and his feet. Dear God, help us. Dear God, help us to be kind and to be nice to other people. And all God's people said, amen, amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.